0: Hi everyone, Dom Famulara here. What you just watched again is this incredible Vader video of just the quality and manufacturing and the product that is made at the highest level. I welcome you all today, but we've got some great, great things going on. You know, I've kind of enjoyed these last uh, interviews of what we're doing because we've had just so many great people at every, every episode is so interesting in what we have. And we have coming up next week. Oh, check this out. Jared Falk coming in. Oh man, this is great from Drumio. He'll be joining us from Vancouver, Canada. Jared is a fantastic player, and uh, you know, played with many, many different bands. So we're going to hear all about that. Then started Drumio and put this together. We'll talk about drum education. We'll have some discussion on how some people can become a better teacher and how they can even become a better student. Today we've got someone extremely special. She is just a a such a committed. Player and a committed student of the art form. And I've watched her footage and video stuff. It's just so great to hear her play. And we wanted to get a, a current picture. Let's pull up this current picture of Haley. Yeah, look at this here, right? We have the great Haley Kramer joining us from the UK. Haley is an energetic force on the kit for the band Pop Evil, who have a new single coming out and just had their sixth number one single. So please welcome Haley Kramer. Bring it on.
1: Hi! <laughs> hey,
0: How are you yourself. doing? I should,
1: I, should, I, should have, I should have just been there, been there waiting like this.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. You know, this is so oh, great to have you here. here. You're coming in from the UK, so you are already five hours ahead of my time schedule here, but this is great to have you here. And, you know, we, there's tons to talk about. So I want to get to... Uh, first, I want to start with your background. I mean, you had an interesting background where you played... Piano, but you started playing drums around, you know, around a, a twelve.
1: Little... <clears throat> around twelve, I started piano. I think when I was five. Uh-huh. Um, my father plays bass. Uh, my older brother, ten years older, plays drums. Uh, my sister's a singer. Um, so it was kind of all there. I don't think my family expected to have another drummer in the family, <laughs> <laughs> um, but thankfully we're ten years apart, so there wasn't like two drummers at home at the same time. Um so yeah he moved out and then I kind of just took over. Um so yeah it it it's it's all been there um but it was never enforced. It was it was just something that was fun to do. And I think that's what I carry with me and that's what I try and carry with me with within teaching as well. Um it's bringing the fun and the enjoyment. Um it's a, it's a really big thing to me. Um a la- uh, helping Kids and teenagers find their spirit behind the drums and the fun and the joy of the in- instrument. Well,
0: um, fantastic. fantastic. So what happened? So you started playing piano at five. Yeah. And were you taking your know, formal lessons on piano?
1: Yes, I did. I, and I did all my grades religiously on piano. I was, uh, each year I would do a grade and I'd get better and better and better. Whereas drums, I never really felt the need to do grades as such, or, or exams, I was just getting out there and playing. I was just jamming with whoever would come along. And I didn't want I didn't want to do the same thing as piano. Piano felt quite stressful to me. It was it was very regimented. Whereas drums was this freedom thing. I, I, I sat behind the kit and I felt free. So why would I want to put everything in a box? Um, so I never really took exams on, on drums. I just joined bands and, I don't know, looked through the newspaper and, like, what, what audition's coming up? Oh, oh I'll, I'll, I'll go to that one. And then I, I went to an audition, and then my brother would be there, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it. Then he's going to get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 what was that attracted to drums? You were playing piano. So with piano, at least you were understanding theory. You were understanding yes, some okay. reading of music. So you had a, a good foundation of music that you already yes. understood.
1: Yes. Um, yes, there is that that goes into it. Um, but but it's just this, this ear for not just rhythm, this ear for harmony and how... So when you come into a band, what is going through the mind of the guitarist? What is going through the mind of the keys player? What's going through the mind of the singer? So when I play drums, I'm reaching out to them as well. So I, I would suggest, you know, Anybody studying drums to do some sort of piano um, or, or, or notated instrument alongside. So it, it, it's it's to help your vocabulary and to help your ears connect with those people that you're jamming with in the room or you're on stage with. Um, it definitely helps.
0: So you start you start playing drums you, you're, you're now and you're getting a good feel for the instrument. When did you start jamming with other musicians?
1: Uh, I think within weeks, to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, it just felt right. Um, As as soon as I sat behind the kit, I'll, I'll never, and I still get this to this day. And I don't know whether you get this. But when I've like had like the most amazing time at the drums I come off the kit and and my hands are literally like this because the excitement and the energy and the adrenaline going through me and it takes it takes a good sort of half an hour for this to stop after I play and I still get that to this day that buzz that absolute like this is everything this is amazing <laughs> so, um so yeah i think as soon as i learned my first beat i was like oh, dad i've got to can i get up and play a song tonight dad can i come to your gig i want to play a song and uh thankfully my dad said yeah okay Haley, come on
0: <laughs> so now you're sitting in. so what kind of music were you listening to at that time
1: Whew, um, I was listening to whatever was coming out of, uh, I don't know, How Me Downs from My Brother, which was Toto and Tower of Power. Nice. Um, and then what was in my mum's car, Phil Collins, The Police, Queen, and uh, I think the Bodyguard soundtrack. Um, so <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's dramatic. It really, um, so- really Houston, yeah. so there was a there was a mix of things and also my father is uh is very much kind of influenced by the beach boys so that vocal harmony stuff really speaks to me um an interesting kind of uh, orchestrations Mm. let's say that really speaks to me as well the the queen queen beach boys that, that interesting drums um really does speak to me Boy, it- Bill Collins, my gosh, it's still it's still right here at the front of my record collection. It, the cassette tape is like prized place on my coffee table, just because I hold it so dear. It's it, you know big drums, big dramatic drums, big fun drums. That's what I'm about.
0: Oh, you know? good for you, man. Well, I mean, that's so you're you're playing with different bands. You're sitting with your father's with your father's band. When did you decide you wanted to kind of have your own thing happening?
1: Um. Well, I think I I I, I went down the route. Uh, I went and played at like holiday camps and earned my stripes. Um, where I was playing six nights a week, cabarets coming in. No idea what cabaret was going to walk through the door. What dots were going to land in my hand? Read them five minutes before going on. Oh, I don't really understand that, but I'm going to wing it. <laughs> Earn your stripes, um, big time. So that was that was going on, and that was the first time that I I played along with a with a proper click track as well. I got offered the job, and the the MD said, "You played to a click, yeah?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so throwing myself into the deep end um, with that, but I was doing that for a couple of years, and then I I thought to myself. I don't this this is something that I could possibly do later on in life and I, I, I've i learned a lot here but I need to go and be me I need to just see what's out there um, and also I wanted to be a nerd I wanted to go back to tuition I, I because I hadn't done the drum grades but I wanted a moment to really fine tune my playing and, and just sit there and learn. Um, so I, there was a new college opened in Brighton called BIM, at Brighton Institute of modern music.
0: Oh, dear, yeah.
1: And, uh, it was the first year it opened. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and study for a year and I'm going to love it. This is going to be awesome. And I did, I really did. And that was where I was um, introduced to the Moella technique and mm-hmm. it absolutely transformed my life because everything I had been doing naturally was there but then, then to bring okay. this other element to it I was I was like oh wow the whole world of drumming just opened up to me this is you know um so that happened BIM was amazing and then I really went into the original scene um just, just going and finding my personality rather than playing somebody else's songs, um, and seeing all these things that I learned over the years. Well, well, what's me? What you know, finding my sound, and that was with um, a band called McQueen, uh, which was an all-female rock act in Brighton, um, and that's where I really started to let my hair down and have some fun. Um, I was I was very studious up to that point, and just I just wanted to be great. I just wanted to get better. But when I actually let my hair down and put some technique behind it, but had fun, that's where my character and that's where my sound started, um, and that's what you hear now on this the new Pop Evil album. It's those years of having the partnership of keeping studious, keeping. Practicing on the on the technique, but also allowing yourself to be free and have fun and enjoy it, and connect with an audience. Um.
0: Well, that, that really is very interesting, and you know, it's it's uh, what's great about it is that you have this, and, and from the videos that I saw, you have this real natural awareness of the audience and how to react to them. Yeah, something where where that 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 comes literally from just years of experience of being out there and playing and realizing that it's all about them, it's not about me, and what can I deliver for them. So, you know, that's that's really a part of, of how I see you. So how did you develop that? How did that come about? And I, I know BIM. I've been at BIM. BIM is a fantastic school, and, and when I watched your movement on recording and on the video stuff, your molar movement is flawless, it's beautiful. So how do you think that came about where you kind of knew how to deliver what you wanted to deliver? I
1: don't- I I don't know a definitive answer to that Um, but I think it's just a a genuine care for somebody who's buying a ticket (laughs) Um, and giving them a night to remember. Um, I I play my drums every night, I I get to do this every night but somebody who has bought a ticket may have saved up for months for that ticket. To be there in that moment. And I don't want to I I just want to give give them a musical hug or a musical high five or whatever they need from that show. I want to give them that. And um, I think I, I I was often a little bit scared of people. And I don't know, I don't know why. Um, I, I was scared of like big crowds. Um, but when I was in McQueen. Um, there was you know we had to after the show you get the clipboard and you have to go out and you have to get people for the mailing list and uh, that felt really weird to me at the time so I don't I don't want to go and ask people for their mobile number or their email address this is this is a, but actually going and talking to people after the show and hearing their stories as to why they were there why they were glad they were there and that changes the way you play. Um, And now with Pop Evil, I would say we do these massive tours and for many, many weeks we play the same set. But I tell you something, those songs are never the same each night for me because I meet people in meet and greets or just out and about on the street, in the town in the day, and I hear their stories. And what certain songs mean to them, and therefore that changes how I play it that night. Do you, do you get a similar thing, Dom? Well,
0: I do, and and what that takes is a, a very high level of compassion to want to feel what other people feel. That that's a that's a personality quality that's extremely important to have as a musician. And I know all the great musicians that I know have high levels of compassion. Mm. They are really concerned about how people feel and 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 they want to deliver for them, you know, h- how they feel.
1: And but also we need to break up our if we're playing the same songs every night. Yeah. Sometimes when, when you have to do that, that's almost that that's really difficult sometimes. Even the simplest beat, if you've played it 10 times in a row, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Am I on the second chorus? Am I Where am I? what uh, what day is it? How, how many times have we gone around that loop? Uh, uh, I don't know. So you know it making it link to someone that night or something helps break up that those mind games. Um, that's just how I, how I That really is a
0: very admirable quality it really is amazing. So now so when did Pop Evil come into the picture?
1: Pop Evil. So, as I said, I, um, I, was, I was doing some teaching. I was doing quite a lot of teaching and it was, it was, it was becoming a bit too much. Um, I absolutely adore teaching, but I never want to teach if I don't have the energy and the passion for it. So it's finding the balance. So there, there was too much teaching going on. I was like, I've got to just get back out on the road right now. Um, and I had unfinished business with America. It really did. McQueen nearly made it over to America. We had a couple of showcases. It was, it, 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 I, I, I got lucky. I ended up guesting with um, Camp Freddy, which was an all-star band that had a residency at the Roxy. Um, so I sat in for Matt Sorum, jammed with Dave Navarro. I, I even had a drum off with, with Matt Sorum at the Whiskey. Um, so stuff was like starting to happen in America when I was in McQueen and then McQueen sort of fell apart. Um, and I was like, I've, I, I've got to get back to America. So I reached out to the guy who, who was the manager for McQueen, which was a guy called Tom Zutup. Um, he's the guy who signed Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue um, working at Geffen. Um, and I said, look, I'm ready. I know I needed to take a break. I've, I've been teaching. But I'm ready to just go all at this. I, I need to get back to America. That's where I feel I need to be. If you hear of anything, let me know. And uh, he was like, oh, oh, Kramer, all right, okay. Yeah, 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 I'll keep my ears open. Uh, a couple of months later, he called me and he's like, check out this band, Pop Evil. I, I think it's right for you and I think you're right for them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there we go. I put in my audition tape. Um I put together a, a a sort of mashup of their songs, posted my video to them, um, and literally within minutes they called me back. I well, did not same expect same. them to call me back. I, I, I was like, I'm just some little girl in UK, it's too much hassle to get me over to America. But they were like, Nope, you're coming over, you're joining the bus next month, done.
0: <laughs> you hooked up with them where? Where where you finally meet up with them? Were they out in LA?
1: So they were they were on a they were on a tour that they, they were um, uh, mid album cycle um, of uh, up I think it was they, they were on the third single of up and they flew me out I met them in Michigan and I the previous drummer was still doing the shows so it was both of us on the bus and I just played sound checks as an audition and it just felt really good and within 2 weeks the other drummer was like, "You know what, Haley, you got this. I can go home now. I, I you got this. Go for it." Um, and the first show, I, you know, I did, or the first tour I did with them was 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 a big one. We were supporting Disturbed, and it was just massive arenas. Um, it was it was a very quick turnaround, and Incredible. boy, oh boy, <laughs> as <laughs> I said earlier throw yourself in the deep end (laughs)
0: that that is what we would call baptism by fire
1: absolutely with
0: disturbed you had a chance to to see and witness and get to know mike wangren
1: yes i absolutely adore him we have so much we we, we've been out with them twice now oh i love those guys so much um awesome awesome times just so pro so just on it every night perfect Show, <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Rob, Rob Zombie was also on that tour. with that on the same tour?
1: Yeah, that was the first one. Yep.
0: The first one. So, you, how did you learn the tunes? I mean, you, know, you had all these tunes to learn. Did you make little charts? Did you make notes? Did you just listen to them? How, how did you How how'd you learn them?
1: All right. I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this one because in England, I think um, it can be a bit tricky sometimes for drummers to learn songs because we are living. Mostly in small flats, apartments, houses, uh, neighbors are very, very close, so drumming at home can be a no-no. Um, I learn a lot of things literally on my knees with the song in my ears, tapping and air drumming or I lay down for a nap, and I have the songs in my ears, and it, it goes in. Um, it, it's you just you just have to do everything you can to take in the songs. When I get to the kit, I I, I feel it, and I, obviously I do get to a drum kit before I go to a big audition, <laughs> but a lot of the time it is about just submerging yourself in the songs and. F- feeling them um it, it's a it's a big thing um but i and i'm struggling with that in in this lockdown i mean i'm thinking about going back to touring and i i can't play all the time that i want to play i can't smash around on the drums because i live in london it's a no-no um but there are other things you can do and and that's what I would stress to people, you know if you if you don't have the setup, you can still get on with your job and and I, I I sometimes write out little charts to myself in my own handwriting. That's very important. I never type anything or do any charts on 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 the computer because that doesn't compute with me. It has to be my handwriting. Um, so I just write myself cheat sheets, and once I've seen that cheat sheet. It, it stores up here. So it's a mixture of submerging yourself in the audio and giving yourself something, a picture in your mind of what you're going for. Um, and I, I don't know whether that helps anybody, but that's how I do it.
0: It, it sure does. So, so here you are, you're playing the sound text, You're getting a feel for it. All of a sudden now the first show happens.
1: Uh,
0: how did you feel with that?
1: Uh, well there were the, the, the first show was um was a tricky one big <laughs> time um I don't think I will ever have a worse situation to be honest with you um we were playing a big fest it was a big big festival and the in is that the rf signal was terrible that mm. day the click uh would go down for eight bars 16 bars nothing in my ears i'm just playing these songs blind (laughs) and it's my first show and i've 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 literally and and bear in mind this band as well we had no friends in common like i got on the bus i'm building relationships with these guys musical relationships friendships um and now i'm on stage and just everything dies in my ears oh it's back okay Yep. Yeah, we were we were just about in time great 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 yep yep cool 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 oh it's gone again okay and and that was the whole show and i came off stage a wreck um we got through um but you know it, it, it i went back i literally pulled it when i was on that in that moment i held something from many many years ago there was a drummer that gave me an old-fashioned metronome, hmm. just the tick, top, tick, top <laughs> one. Okay, and he said, Haley, if you play out of time, you will hear this. And I was like, I'm not going to hear it. It's it's quieter than my drums. I'm not going to hit. Of course, I'm not going to hear it. He's like, Oh, you'll hear it. If you're <laughs> out of time, you'll hear it. And I played along to it. I was like damn it, I can hear it. <laughs> and I, I practiced so hard to that tick-tock, tick-tock. And in that moment, on however many thousands of people, I was imagining that tick-tock, tick-tock, stay in <laughs> You got this. Um, so yeah, yeah. Practicing to a metronome, and you don't need all these fancy gadgets or whatever. Just a straight old tick tock will sort you out.
0: Yeah, that that <laughs> really is old school, but it still works. Absolutely, does. With all that lesson
1: of burying the click. Um, you know, obviously later on down the line, you you learn how to manipulate the click, and you need, you learn how to go ahead, and you learn how to hold it back. But just that first insight into when that click disappears isn't it magic
0: yeah it really is it really is but you know that's (laughs) that's again the part of that that you know musicians high that you're in the moment you're in that now and you're kind of taking it in so how do you stay in the moment and in the now all the time how do you how do you because you do that when you play every note you play is committed 100% you are in the moment how do you stay there (laughs)
1: Um, I think it's a trust in my, I, I do trust my, my inner clock. Um, I know that that I'm not the most fancy drummer. I'm not the most speedy Gonzalez flashy, but I trust that my time keeping is, um, I, one producer said to me once, Hayley, you're a robot with soul. <laughs> and that, that was the biggest compliment I could ever get because that's, that's what moves. That's what makes me happy to to be right there on time. Um, I'm sorry, I've, I've forgotten the question here. <laughs> I've gone off on a tangent. How do
0: you, how do you stay in the moment?
1: Oh, stay, stay in, the moment. in the, moment. Yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's that trust in myself. Um, but but also you 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 kind of have to vision it as well. It, it, it it's a it, I, I find it very hard to describe. I yeah. it, it's seeing that on point as well um but you know there have been times when i've i have lost it and there's somebody has just had to cancel those tracks and we just have to play it live and that's it's it's showmanship you know stuff goes wrong when you're on stage and and i try to warn all my students about this as well whenever they drop a stick or I don't know they they get an itchy nose or they get a, uh, they sneeze while they're playing drums or something it's <laughs> like yeah stuff happens when when you're supposed to be playing drums um I've had like drums collapse on me I've had snare drums collapse on me floor toms fall off the riser roll off bass drums heads go and you just have to adapt and and keep that show going um and the more you know i i encourage dropping sticks i you know i'm like you know what let's let's have a test today let's just throw a stick mid playing and just see how quickly you can reco- recover recover <laughs> it's like just make fun out of it because it's human and that is the beautiful thing about live music it's human so mistakes shouldn't be punished they should be embraced
0: well and that's that's a great way of being able to describe how to stay in that moment that you're embracing the moment and you're just allowing yourself to trust it and you're just going with your gut instinct at that moment and Mm. you and you're making it fun
1: yeah exactly (laughs) if a stick breaks a stick breaks if something happens (laughs) if something i mean there's so many technical things that can go wrong i mean we have we've had times when cash registers get switched on in venues and that messes with our rf and then we go on it was fine in soundcheck and we go on stage just like oh there's nothing there here we go <laughs> here we go boys hey <laughs> you know um so you're,
0: you're still you're still playing some piano yeah and what I what understand, you had played some piano on one of the on a couple of the tracks a popular album.
1: Yeah, on the on the on the previous album I did um, yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was that was a really nice moment for me. Um, I just, just sat in the studio with me and the piano and there was no pressure. Um, as I said earlier, I think going through all the, the sort of grades on piano made me shy away from it for a bit. Um, but there was just this gorgeous piano in in a uh, Sound Emporium in uh, Nashville, and I was just playing away, and then Kato was like, "Yep, yep, come on, let's let's do this. You you, you, you need you need to do these piano parts. Come on!" <laughs> and it was just a really lovely day.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. What was it like recording in Nashville?
1: Oh, yeah, uh, a dream. I, I, I had to pinch myself every day, <laughs> to be honest with you, as a as a as a Brit, to be in Nashville. For, I don't know. We were there two months, three months. Yeah. It's just phenomenal and every night just leaving the studio, wandering through the bars, seeing all the musicians, all the live music coming from these venues. Um, I feel like there were places in England that that, that, that's how it used to be. I remember walking through a a high street when I was a kid in, in the early evening and hearing live bands from every pub and then suddenly something happened that disappeared. And it was the birth of Sky Sports in pubs and pub owners had the choice. Do I pay for a license for Sky Sports or do I pay for a license for a live band? And Sky Sports won a lot of those battles. And um, so the, the live music scene just disappeared. And I, I'm going back a fair few years now, but it's, it's still very sad to me. Um, and so being in Nashville and hearing so much live music being celebrated. yeah so much i don't care if it's like one bar it's like the tacky stuff but then, you know it, it just all of it just all of the spirit is just it just made me smile and the 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 other place that i've really experienced that in america is new orleans and i the smile on my face when whenever i've been to new orleans that smile lasts for another two weeks it's the drummer smile like every drummer you see in new orleans just has this like happiness this it's i was born to do this this is this is what i this is what i do um and that stays with me. That transforms my shows as well. And I, th- I was saying about stories from fans and, th- and things and how the songs affect them. But but, but just picking up on, on the New Orleans drummers' energy Absolutely. transformed like two weeks of my shows. It, I, was like, oh, I was like, I've got to bottle this. I need to keep this forever.
0: You know? Were you able to experience some of the barbecue food in Nashville and some of the gumbo in New Orleans?
1: Yes, Yes, and that that was before I went pure vegetarian and vegan. (laughs) I have experienced it.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, you really kind of get into the culture of certain areas, which is what – traveling is the best teacher. So to have that level of of traveling and experiencing the people, the culture, the smile, Mm. the attitude, that's such a great, great way to round us up as musicians.
1: Absolutely. Food is, is, is so close to music. It really is. I mean, the way it, it transforms a, the spirit of a room,
0: yeah. it's the
1: same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you mix food and music together, it, yeah, you really, you really grab a, a, a good idea of what the culture is in that area.
0: Well, if you would talk <laughs> about the new album and about the, the, the release that's coming out soon, you know, fill us in about the new album.
1: Yeah. So it's called Versatile. Um, I think it's been named Versatile because we have a very distinct kind of two different paths um, to our songs. We have the heavy side, but we also have um, the softer side or the more melodic side. Um, so I think Versatile kind of sat right with, with our singer. Um As far as recording this album goes, I had a blast. Um, I did half of it um, at 6.06, which is the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, land. Um, I even managed to sneak some of Taylor Hawkins' Rotor Toms onto one of the songs, which I was very, very happy about. Um, Yeah, that that drum room just sounds phenomenal. I mean, of course it's going to sound phenomenal. Dave Grohl isn't going to have a bad sounding drum room, is he? So <laughs> I just, you know, I sat there the very first like hit of this kit. I was like, ah, this is going to be, this is going to be great. <laughs> it sounds exactly how I want it to sound. I'm going to have a great time. And I think if you have a great time, that kind of speaks um, on the record. And I, I certainly had an amazing time recording all the, all the big, big loud ones were. were at 6.06. Um, and also there was there's one song called Work. Um, I spoke about Taylor Hawkins' Road to Tom's. Um, now Work, the, the demo we were working with was very, very bare bones. And it's the first song I think I've ever come kind of come across where I was like, I'm not too sure what I'm going to play here. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what they want, I, I, but I, I know there's something in this. There's something cool. But let's just, we, 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 I'm going to have to really think outside. I'm just going to have to let go and think outside the box here. And, yeah, all those kind of little fills, all the weird little sounds that go in there, it was just me just experimenting all day and just trying to think outside the box and, and not be too structured. And I love how it came out. Um, I really do.
0: And the album's released when?
1: yeah it's coming out this friday
0: unbelievable this is so exciting well good luck with it congratulations i mean and i I really want to hear it because just the depth of how you play and the commitment that you have in every note that you play i mean you really play full-on energy every single note
1: well if it was if it's my last note ever be played i want i want it to mean something that's how I feel it it, me- it means that much to me that if, if, if I just want to if that was the last note I ever played I'm, I'm cool
0: well that is that is true commitment which is really really <laughs> fantastic. So I want to kind of change gears here I want to go into into teaching you had done some teaching and, and you had been involved with teaching and uh as always the balance and finding how we can teach and perform but when you were teaching you really you really uh you know you know you, you took on some students from from uh, from Kira, and they're just so yeah. phenomenal that you you embrace that part of education. Just talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, big love to Kira. She's amazing. Um, yeah, so Kira was going off on tour, um, so I sort of took over her her students while she was on tour, and um, that was the first time I'd ever I'd, I'd been teaching all all my drumming life really because that that is part of me I I want to give back all the time if I've learned something it's just like oh I want to show you I want to show someone Um, so (laughs) I want to give you this fun too Um, but when I took over from Kira that was the first time that I did like full-time teaching and I was a little bit daunted by it I was like oh gosh what six days a week teaching am I am I am I cool with this I absolutely loved it. Um, so many different age groups. Like the the, the t- I mean, the tiny weeny little kids. I had this tiny little kid come who was still in nappies or diapers. Sorry, <laughs> and he comes up and and literally he was like, "I need drums." And I was like, "Okay, well we can, sure it, now you sit him on a drum seat. He couldn't reach all the pedals. You can do anything, but boy oh boy, he needed those drums and he's gone on to be an amazing player and and it's it's that's my t- some teachers don't take little kids you know i i just embrace it i also i also take on severely disabled people because just because your legs don't move or you've you've got ms and your arms are sort of flying around we all adapt yeah. drums drums are for everyone like if you, if you can't play the bass drum, well, we can hit a we can hit a tom, or we can find some other way. You know, um, just because a conventional drum kit is a bass drum, toms, and cymbals,
0: yeah, doesn't mean it can't be changed. Yeah,
1: right. Um, so that that was that was the all the things that I learned from from that teaching, and I take from there was just really opening my mind as to all. The, the different approaches really. Um, and, and, and I thank the the Loughton Music Academy for, for giving me that freedom, to be honest with you, because a lot of academies probably wouldn't have given me um, the freedom. Um, it's like, no, no, we only take eight years plus. No, we don't take disabled people. No, we don't, no, they were like, yeah, bring everything in. and And it profoundly changed my life and profoundly changed my teaching. Forever, well, this is so, so
0: fantastic. You know, we have people here. Uh, you know, you mentioned about Kira's teaching and and as you took this on, we have students that are here that uh, and and viewers from Belgium, from Moscow, from Costa Rica, from Florida. You've got people all around the world listening in. I want to bring a question up from Artur Kaur. Artur Kaur is a wonderful drummer from Moscow, and I've had the chance of uh, teaching him in a class that we have on. In uh, he's from Moscow. He said, "What inspires you to make music?" And what is your favorite drum book?
1: Okay. Um, inspires me to make music. Um, life. <laughs> yeah. I, t- but it's the, the, the sounds, and this is going to sound a bit far fetched, I know, but it's the sounds in life. I could be walking down the street and I'll hear a rhythm in the bus engine. Um, the new bus, the new London buses have a very particular tone and I love the tone of it. And as they accelerate, it rises up. And, and I want to write a song about that one day. Um, <laughs> I want to write a drum part around it. Um, it, it's, it's just all day. My ears are so awake all the time taking in every sound Um, sometimes I find it incredibly tiring I have to just go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) Um, but my ears are just so awake all the time for taking in new sounds and taking in life Um, so that inspires the music Um, and then with regards to my favorite drum books um, I always go back to Uh, to freshen up my kind of groove playing i always go back to david garibaldi future um (laughs) that just always kicks my butt always makes it it, equal it makes me feel good but then it also makes me realize how i need to do more and and um so that that's a that's a one that i always go back to um and then i also enjoy and I, I said, I think I said earlier about how I just love so many different styles of music. Um, so I always refer to the drummer's bible. Mm. I just throw it open and see what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're on New Orleans today. Okay, yeah, 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 we'll do that. <laughs> oh, we're on polyrhythms today. Let's do that. Um, I absolutely adore that book. I, I I'd never tire of it. Um, I find it such a useful teaching material, um, and I also find it just, just. Fun for me.
0: Boy, that's so great, you know. And uh, what's great about a book, even like Future Sounds that like you mentioned, David Garibaldi has been a dear friend of mine for over forty-four years, and he just always continues to inspire me. And that book is one of a few books that David has that that has out that still challenges each student as you go through it and playing it. It really is great to get his 2 surface learning of how he plays accents to low strokes. A brilliant player, and you mentioned earlier Tower of Power. I mean, this band's been around for fifty years, still doing what they love doing. And if you're hearing a Tower of Power song, or if you're hearing them at a concert, if you're not tapping your foot or moving, you're dead.
1: Yeah, exactly. And 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 the, the I think you you say about my my playing, and that every thing is 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 like I mean it. That snare drum, it comes from funk. It yeah. comes from tower of power it's it's the cat oh god it's so good you know and then you put that in rock you put a but it's from funk it's the same thing um just a a, a different vibe or a different energy but it it, it stems for, for me it stems from those early kind of days when i was like i love tower of power I love them, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> well, I love
0: I love your energy and your enthusiasm. You know, yeah. Haley, it's just, it's just wonderful to see. Now, talk about some of the workshops that you that you have coming up, where you're talking about a focus on mental health and how drumming can help anyone out going through stressful times. How that can assist them, whether you're a drummer or not a drummer. Just talk about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's um it's in its very early stages at the moment. I'm I'm working uh, alongside. Um, a fully certified counsellor, and we're we're talking about the motions of drumming, and and how drumsticks feel in your hands, and the focus of that, and and learning that, helping with mental health, um, and you know the way you treat drumsticks, the way you get the best out of drumsticks. You know, if we were relaxed with ourselves, we would get more out of ourselves. If you're tense and white-knuckle ride on the sticks, they're not going to do much for you. And it's the same if you do that to yourself. Um, so, it, it, as I said, it's, it's very early stages. Um, but we're, we're the, the pilot course actually starts tomorrow. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to do this pilot and just learn and and, and see how this can help um, because this counselor believes that it really will and I, I think it will as well because I think the healing power of music in general is 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 underrated um, but I think if you focusing on 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 stick how just holding sticks and and, and how hypnotic learning that, that 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 first kind of single stroke roll um, I, I I think we'll have wondrous effects um, and hopefully give skills to people who are maybe self-harming, get that, that uh, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, finding something else to focus on. Uh, I, I hope that's all I can do. I, 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 I love, I give my heart's on my sleeve. I've got to do something to try and help, you know, and I, I hope. I hope this does help.
0: This is absolutely beautiful that you're going in this direction. If, if there's ever a time, especially during this pandemic, where people have felt so stressed out and their lives have changed dramatically, we need to get a little focus. So, boy, any of these workshops that you're doing, boy, let me know. I want to share this online. Let, of course, Vader know. We'll share this stuff for you to get word out. Thank and have people watch. This. this is really very, very powerful. And it's a great effort on your part to want to believe that there is assistance that could help people get through some trying times.
1: Mm. Thank you.
0: <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Now, talk about you've got a drum tuition book that you have out, which you call Part 1, which is kind of a beginner book. And then Yeah, that was
1: out a few years ago. That was out a few years ago, and I'm, I'm revamping it at the moment, and I'm very excited. I'm going to be releasing it over the next few months, and um, it, it, it's all handwritten by me. By me. Uh, I am, as, as you all know now, <laughs> Oh, on sleeve, person, oh, I just want to give everything. Um, but I do, it just doesn't, the, the, the computerized fonts just don't speak to me. And I think musicians are, or anybody seeking to learn music, there's an artistic spirit in you, and that I think the, the handwriting thing is is, is, is felt. So that's why it was very important to me to do everything handwritten. And painstakingly, if I'd made just a tiny mistake, I'd have to yeah. scrap and start again. There was no just delete and do it again. Um, so yeah, a lot of love went into these and I'm very, very excited. And it's, it's, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I'm just, you know, I think my spirit of teaching is if you learn even just the most basic thing, whether it be a quarter note or an eighth note. I don't want you to sit there for pages playing just blank quarter notes. How are you gonna use that quarter note? You can use it in so many different ways. You can voice it in so many different ways. Mm. And that's what I try and instill in in, in all my students. It's, It's if you can put the energy into your creative side, just as much as you put energy into i want to play really fast i'm going to play faster than so and so i don't need to be as fast as Ugh. if you put that into creative like how can i make this one quarter note sound how i want it to sound i want you know i'm gonna hit the drum just slightly on the edge i'm gonna hit the rim i'm gonna play a flam i might just play a little drag on the hi-hat it's it's making every note super creative and i think this gets overlooked so my my tuition books are immediately from whenever you learn your first beat it talks about how to branch out voice it somewhere else straight away don't just sit there on the hi-hat and snare go to the ride go to the floor tom you know and (laughs) that's Beautiful. beautiful it's it i I honestly think that that so much time gets put into um you know playing fast or playing mechanically or robotically but put the same amount of time into creativity we should have some really amazing drummers in the future you know we've there's there's, this you don't just have to voice your quarter note on drums anymore you can voice it on your spd you can voice it on whatever there's there's so many things you know um you think about what a drum kit was like a hundred years ago and what a drum kit is today (laughs) well what's the drum kit going to be like in a hundred years time it's these next generation drummers that are going to be making those drum kits in a hundred years time. Mm-hmm. So fuel the creativity over speed and endurance is, is my method.
0: Boy, very, very good. So how can they track these, these down, these, these, these books down? They're not,
1: they're not there yet. They're not yet. Yeah. I will have, a um, my website is going to be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, and I'm looking as to how to make it all available and there'll be play along videos um it's it's yeah it's exciting but it's what not is, quite there yet
0: what is your domain name for the website
1: my domain name is just very very simple it's going to be com.
0: <laughs> if we could have that so everyone to know that just to understand that that in the future go check it out com, and check it out now do you have you're also on social media
1: yep social media hayley kramer drums on on all platforms um and also i've over this lockdown i've been putting together my own sample pack so you, you that's going to be coming soon um been working quite closely um with drumaudio.co.uk um we've got a new pack coming out soon called single and ready to mingle which will be single shots one shots <laughs> 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 Very excited about that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um so yeah, there's, this, there's, there's this lots will be of a
0: library this will be a library of just sound. Sample
1: li- yeah, sample library of really well recorded snares, textures, hi hats, crushes, bass drums. So if you're a songwriter, producer, and you just be inspired by awesome sounds and there you go. Single and ready to mingle. That's Fantastic. our one shot.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Just talk quickly about "Hit Like a Girl" because I know you had been one of the judges for that. Just talk quickly about that. What that was like?
1: Oh my gosh, it's just mind blowing to me. When when I started playing drums, I thought I was the only female drummer in in the country, and uh, yeah, I was I was wrong. Yeah, there there, there it is. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there I am. Boom. Um, Um, so I didn't think that there were many female drummers around Um, and there weren't as many um, back then as there are now now there are thousands thousands and thousands and thousands and it's incredible i'm so excited i mean i really i started to see the change you know through teaching the amount of female students that that come on board and i'm almost at 50 50 now with my students of of male and female so that's exciting um but i think the thing that the, the problem has been when when I was learning to play drums, I didn't want to be associated with other female drummers because I thought that they were a load of rubbish, and some of a lot of them were. But it's because they were never encouraged to play. It was always like, oh, no, we're not going to get you a drum kit for Christmas. You should, you should get a Barbie instead." <laughs> um, and I think now the times are changing. I think parents are starting to realize that young girls are allowed to play drums so therefore they're encouraging them um and there is that support there um that's that's what's really changing seeing that the level of musicianship just rise even you know i i've been doing hit like a girl for my three four years and the, the the it, it's, it's incredible. Every year, the standard goes up and up and up. And that's because people are actually supporting the education of female drummers.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing. It, it, it's so amazing. I have judged uh, many, uh, every year I, I, I judge a hit like a girl and uh, all around the world. And I'm currently judging the, the ones in China. It really is pretty amazing to see the potential of these great young artists, as young, talented females, and all ages. Plus, there's a, a 40 and up crowd too, which is also doing fantastic. It's yep. just great to see. So, it's great that you got involved with judging it. That really is fantastic. Thanks for that effort, because I know it takes it takes some time to review them and. and judge. <laughs> this is not a joke, man. This is a serious commitment. So, yeah. Now, talk about just before we close up, because we only got a few minutes left. Talk about the Extreme Design Five B model that you play with.
1: Um. Now I'm I'm not really a gear or tech head person. I just like the way these feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Um, they 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 last for a long time. They don't break on me. Um, the tip. Uh, As far as like playing rock goes, it gets it gets a nice tone, still gets a nice sweet tone, um, but without you know sometimes if tips are too small, they just ping off and fly away. Um, So there's there's enough there to to keep the stick strong, um, but it still gets a really lovely tone. Um, And yeah, I I just like the way they feel. I you know. I don't know. <laughs> I often say, like, oh, you know, oh, I'm just a drummer. I just hit things. That's pretty much it. It's like I just feel it. Um,
0: that really is the it. ultimate answer. It just feels good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Uh, (laughs) Chad's probably sitting back there going, oh, Uh, (laughs) Hayley, you could have come up with something more technical than that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure Chad is nodding his head in agreement. All of the top players say. So you're right there with them. If it feels good, don't question it. Just go with the feeling of it. That's really what yeah. the bottom line is. So uh good for you. Heli, this has been fantastic. You have done oh, been,
1: thank weird. you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here sitting talking to you, to be honest with you. So thank you. Okay.
0: So you have got people from all around the world that have listened to this. This will go on to Vader's Facebook and Vader's YouTube channel. So feel free to share it with all of your social media as as I will too for sure. And this oh, yeah. is good to have this time with you. We're excited about the album coming out. Good luck with the album coming out this Friday. Stay well, stay happy, stay safe, Thank sure, you. and I hope at some point I get to see you in person.
1: Oh, you will. I'll be knocking on your door for lessons.
0: Oh, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Thanks so much. you cool. Thank you. Dear. Fantastic. What a great, great artist. You know, it's so great to see the enthusiasm and just the sheer energy that she has in talking about drumming and playing. Go out and check some of her videos. It is so great to experience her playing at such a high level Pop Evil. They are going to kick some tail when that new album comes out. Versatile. Check it out. We're going to have next week on May 25th, I want you to join us for Jared Falk, who's a fantastic drummer, and he put together Drumio. He'll be coming live from Vancouver, Canada. You know, he really understands everything about playing and teaching and just concepts about not only being a great teacher, but also being a great student. Jared is a real moving force in the drumming community, so please join us. Again, same time, 2 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time for Jared. And then June 1st, the week after, we're going to have Stacy Jones. Stacy Jones has been the musical director and drummer for Monte Cyrus since 2006. That's pretty powerful. I mean, he's been there a long, long time. And he's also been on the kit for Matchbox. 20 Letters of Cleo, Veruca Salt, Madonna, Everclear, chain smokers i mean really is just a fantastic fantastic player so we'll get a a chance to hear him he'll talk about his own band american hi-fi so join us again two o'clock the week after on june 1st jared first next week then stacy the week after so i thank you all so much this is so great to have this opportunity i'm in my studio from my studio i get a chance to reach the world all of you are dedicated drummers Stay well, stay safe. Thank you, Vader, so much for allowing us to have this opportunity. Chad Brandolini, who produces the event for me and runs it for me, is just doing a great, great job. Vader products, fantastic. Put them in your hands, play them, have fun. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.